Welcome to the North South Podcast. My name is Darren DeLanger and I make up the North Side being based in the UK. My co-host Alistair Naidu makes up the South Side being based in South Africa. Let's get into it. World Cup here. Uh, so that's quite an important thing for me and you uh, since we, we love uh, our cricket so much. Um, I think what post-traumatic stress than anything else come from those World Cups being South African. Yeah, especially being a South African s- supporter, we there's a, a C word that we, we don't mention anymore um, and that we, we st- stick away from. Um, so yeah, that's what our focus is on this podcast and our first little look at will be what happened in 2018. Um, just some some interesting and um, yeah, stats and that coming out of, out of the year. Um, one big, oh yeah, we can look at the rankings first. Uh, so at the end of uh, 2018, uh, the rankings were England, India, New Zealand, South Africa, and Pakistan, which make up the top five ranked. I think there's an, a, a very important country that's missing from that top five. I don't know. Yes, that's all. I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. Um, <laughs> but that's actually the very next point. So Australia sitting in number six. Um, like, I never thought I'd see this day come, honestly. Yeah, um, it, yeah, never do it. Like, even if you said ten years ago, if you said one hundred years from now, would Australia be out of the top five in ODIs? I'd say no, honestly. And it, that's, it, it, that's spectacular, man. That is it, honestly it, it's quite a nice feeling. Uh, <laughs> I must admit, um, having them down there for a while. No, um, wait. Uh, this is I have to support my Southern Hemisphere brother over here. Uh, okay. So, okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you that one. Um, <laughs> But yeah, something interesting from from 2018 regarding Australia is that they only had two wins out of their 13 ODIs they played. They lost 11. That is incredible. Uh, uh, I think that I think that they need to keep a close eye on the last few Australian guys who retired. Uh, I think they will be going through some emotional stress right now. That yeah. is beyond <laughs> capable. I, I I think that it's beyond. Um, like comparable to anything else to watch a team decline within a generation or two from being, I don't know, man, I'd honestly say one of the best teams in the world in any sport. Well, yeah, I, want, I, want, I want to say one of the best cricketing teams in history. Um, it's like, like, if you look back to the Ashes team of about, what was it, 2005, six, seven, uh, that, yeah. that region. So like 10 years ago, just over 10 years ago, where you had the Warns, the McGraws, the Lees, Nathan mm. Bracken, uh, Gilchrist, Pretty much Hayden, everyone. One uh, to 11, all, all Hall of Fame type players. But that, that team was like invincible. Um, yeah, it, it, it's been a very quick, sharp fall for them. Uh, and yeah, obviously things with happened last what do you What do you attribute their fall, their, their sharp decline to? Because... I mean, even even as close as uh, what was it, uh, 2015, the last World Cup yeah. held in, in in Oceania. Yeah. I mean, they were they were literally half the team they used to be, and they still managed to win the World Cup. That speaks yeah. to the strength that those guys left behind and the, yeah. the kind of ethos they left behind within the team. Yeah. From now till then, I mean, just the cheating scandal alone, Australia is known for being a team that would never ever do something like that. Yeah. Like, uh, what about what about uh, uh, um, Gilchrist saying he felt physically sick? Or I think it was one of those guys. I mean, yes, that's yeah. incredible, dude. Yeah, they are yeah. torturing those poor those poor uh, recent retirees, man. Let those yeah. guys retire and enjoy their retirement. You are absolutely <laughs> torturing them. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah it, it's. I don't even. I don't know what's 
yeah, what caused such a sharp decline. Um, because like you said, yeah, they they won the World Cup very close game versus yeah, New Zealand um yeah in the final there. Um but yeah, so that's only like three years ago, um, four years or four now years four ago. years. Um so yeah, there's been something that's drastically happened. I, I don't know if it's from a leadership or yeah, like an ethos, um or yeah, the players there has been quite a few chopping and changing it seems over the last year or two um a lot of yeah new players coming in but yeah no consistency in the team um but yeah so i think i think i think think for australia it's very interesting because as a south african always when we play those guys and when we beat them well there's always a hint of well you know we don't have such a developed country we don't have such developed systems you know yeah. how are we beating you especially when it comes to to other sports but we but that's for another podcast in terms of cricket i mean when i was there i mean man the amount of just i don't even know how many different tiers they have but the facilities and the things like that you think that they I mean, that sort of system produced that legendary team, that legendary yeah. 10, 15 years that they had. Yeah. How, like, what on earth, you know, they aren't really, is it AFL? Is it that? Is that what, what's happening <laughs> to the You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is that where all the attention and all, all the focus is going in that country? Because it, it, it's, it's a very niche sport, but it's absolutely huge there, man. It is humongous there. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I don't know what to attribute uh, their shop fall uh too directly um but maybe let's we, we can i think it's the cheating thing i think that really deflated them and they lost all the momentum they gained from those decades of just well i already saw uh, an article this week um asking where where or tim payne the current um australian cap- captain has asked the public to uh forgive uh uh, Warner and Smith, uh, so that they can come back to the team, and I, I, I yeah. kind of that just shows how, um, yeah, how bad things are that they yeah. that they need to plead for them to come back. Um, yeah, so, so what's the current situation with Steve Smith now? Is he is he they, just I think they, from Australian setup? Uh, Both formats in all three formats. I think what's Warner and, and Smith are available for selection again in March of this year, um, and. Yeah, I think Steve Smith can't captain the side for an, another year on that. Um, so he can play for them, but he can't captain them. Um, That's such a tragedy, man. Like, Steve Smith, something I've never seen before in all the decade or so I've been watching cricket. Just a spectacular talent. The closest thing to a Bradman-esque type person we've seen. Like, And I'm literally putting him, like, man, that average is something else, dude. But I, I, th- I don't think he'll ever be that 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 Steve Smith again. I think related. Yeah, there was one one of the commentators um, on a, one of the the South African Pakistan test game that's just happened uh, was saying that uh, he's spoken to Steve Smith recently, um, and he said he's never seen him so shy and and like in a shell, um, and that he's. Yeah, not not the person he used to be. Um, so it just shows you how, yeah, how hard it hit him. Uh, so I I don't think he'll be this the same cricketer again. Um, I, yeah, I think dude, he'll probably think, have a mediocre um, a rest of career basically. Yeah, I think that I think it's a lesson to that country that 
if it, I mean, Australians just don't cheat. It's just a thing with them. They, 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 it's one of the things they're proud about. They, you know, they're not cheaters. Yeah. Uh, some countries are cheaters, man. Like, you know, like just looking <laughs> at this list here, they've had multiple players from Pakistan banned in the recent years. So yeah. doing all kinds of nonsense, dude. Yeah. All kinds, man. Um, Australia is just not one of those countries where they do that. <laughs> yeah, they drink and they and they and they might cause a bit of problems partying and stuff like that, but yeah. nothing that's that's directly attached to the game. So yeah, yeah that was pretty shocking for me. And uh, yeah, they, think, yeah. They, they they if they stand even a closest chance, they need those guys at full strength. They need yeah, we will get into that uh, going to the end of the podcast. But then on the opposite side, England were the top ranked side with. 17 wins uh which is, is quite impressive um but then if you, you i looked a bit at the the win loss ratio uh, and india which was second in the rankings actually came out on first um so they they only had 14 wins but you know when you look at how many games they played uh they played quite or a few less than than england um so overall they, they came out on top uh and then it was if you look at the yeah, the win-loss ratio, it was India first, England second, and then South Africa was third. Um, so that's pretty good. Um, and then you want to take a, a, a stab and guess who was the the top ranked or yeah top ranked batsman of the year with the most runs? Um, Root. I don't know. No. Who is it? Kohli. Um, oh, of course it is. Of course it yeah. is, man. Superman. So yeah, it and yeah. If, I think, yeah. If you look at the Indian side at the moment, it's yeah, they've got a lot of good players in all 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 the positions, um, and some really good young talent coming through. Yeah, dude. Never. Uh, uh, if, 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 if you look at the if you look at the batting rankings, never underestimate a, a, a top notch duo, man. If it, like if you look at past sports, past history, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen winning six titles together. There has to be someone underneath supporting the superstar. Dude, Sharma's right there, man. Number exactly. two in the rankings. Yeah, that's it. Coley and Sharma, that's one it. and two. Um, and yeah, I think Coley got over 1,200 runs uh, and, and an average of 130, um, which is for a year that that's yeah that, that's super impressive. that doesn't even sound real man that sounds like maybe someone who played three matches and got not out in all three and scored like a century and one yeah it looks it sounds like it sounds like a play on numbers that sort of average dude. yeah yeah but that, that, that's yeah super impressive and i think yeah obviously captain uh, side and that numbers and don't lie in, in cricket numbers do not lie man and that average speaks for itself i don't think you need to say anything else i don't think yeah. we've seen that in odi cricket before a, a run like that at such yeah, India's a different level with the t- with the pressure that gets put on people. We saw how how if we just look back recently at like Warner and Steve Smith and those guys, pressure yeah. can get to the best of them. So if you got like a billion people saying different things to you and you manage to block that out and still maintain, we haven't seen that. Like Tenduka maybe did it, but I mean, beside that, it usually gets to those guys. Eh? I mean, they in two thousand and seven didn't they burn Donny's house down? when um, yeah i think it, there was yeah there was quite violent uh, action that's a good intense man if, yeah. if you ask me that that's crossing a line they'd have burned the dude's house down and then also besto and root was with third and fourth uh so another yeah again uh, a pair um sitting on third and fourth so obviously they've been carrying the england side um through uh, i think uh, i think joe root's special i think he's a very special player uh 
personally he's won me a lot of money <laughs> so that's why i hold him in very high regard as well um yeah dude for for someone i i think in cricket it's not the most physical sport but you have to have some level of physicality to it and for a, a guy with that stature to just you know dominate like that that's like someone just picking a guy up and dropping him on his head in rugby um yeah. the way he just uh, uh, like commands that sort of respect with the way he bats the way he builds his innings i mean his numbers do not lie either dude uh i reckon if you take a whole bunch of guys and put them in a lineup and you say pick the guy with the highest average here for a non cricket watcher they'd never pick jorut dude the guy looks like a complete opposite of, of how he plays i think that speaks to his attitude man he, he's a fighter dude he's a real real fighter and then i also just want to pick out one to watch going into 2019 uh from pakistan uh fakir zaman um with mm-hmm. yeah I, i i i don't think pakistan played as many games as some of the other top tier sides in 2018 uh but yeah he uh, he did have a highest of 210 not out uh, which is quite quite amazing in a in an odi game say um, that again got 210 Yeah. Wow, that's incredible, man. Yeah. That's incredible. But I think that speaks to more of the T20 mindset filtering through where these guys just play different. They just play different in the last 8 to 10 years, dude. Yeah, I want to just check that one. Um so because it it sounds a bit too good to be true. Um Yo, know, and check who it was against as well. I mean, that yeah. also sort of And when I was looking at the rankings here there's some guys that appear that you know they seem like you know I don't know if you've heard of Shy Hope from West Indies he seems to appear quite high in the yeah, rankings yeah uh, uh, yeah yeah it was playing? 210 not out versus Zimbabwe so yeah obviously Zimbabwe um, but I mean still dude Zimbabwe is not a completely laughable team but 210 dude that speaks to the batsman that's incredible yeah, yeah. Um and then if you know, if you look at the bowling side uh, of things uh Rashid Khan from Afghanistan is the top top ranked bowler mm-hmm. of the year with an average of uh, 14.45 and that's a strike rate of 20, 22 uh, that's Oh what that's that, that's like James Bond or something man that's crazy So yeah 22 balls yeah every 22 balls he gets a wicket um that's pretty impressive um there's also the other I think is it another leg spinner there's another spinner from uh, afghanistan that's quite highly ranked um uh, quite a young guy rashid, as well is it rashid khan i'm not sure no no oh, i'm speaking of rashid khan at oh, the moment sorry. um there's another guy i forgot his name now uh, it's gone over um, my head mujib al rahman that's another I, guy that's in the top 10 perhaps maybe he's a leg okay. spinner okay yeah but i i just know that they've got those two youngish guys that are yeah really good um and it's Yeah, the Afghanistan cricket team is really you know going up in leaps and yeah, bounds. That's incredible, man. I think that they definitely an emerging force, but if you look at uh, the prowess they come from, I mean a subcontinent are these considered subcontinent? Yeah. You'd expect them to just you'd expect them to just have it in their blood, dude. Everyone yeah. around them's pretty much got cricket infrastructure going. They've got the fanship. I think that counts a lot because trying to get an economy going in a country like that is going to be difficult. So they've they've managed to do well, dude. I think they're going to have a real problem in trying to organize series in their country. I think that's that's a long way off. A very unstable country at the moment. Still very dynamic situation. Uh, but yeah, dude, uh, it's good to see them. You know, overcoming those odds and doing well, and and really something for Afghanistanis to be proud of, dude. For a change, you know what I'm saying? Instead of yeah. 
always having to suffer. Uh, do you want and to then, look at all rounders? Well, I just wanted to yeah mention one to watch in, in the bowling side of things. Also coming out of uh, Pakistan, uh, Shaheen Afridi, um, which he, he's 18 years old, um, and yeah, they need to watch him closely. They need to uh, they need to tap his phone. There, you need to be careful. <laughs> Don't um, ruin another young one, please. Uh, and yeah, so I think he's definitely one to watch. His average was 17.661 at a strike rate of 21. Um, so, and I think he only played yeah, four four games or something like that. Um, so yeah, I definitely think he's one to watch uh, in the 2019 World Cup. Uh, definitely going to be interesting. Um, but yeah, you can lead yeah. on the all-rounder side. I don't know how you feel about all-rounders, but for all the years I've been watching, it's a pretty stagnant sort of ranking system. I mean, Cullis was always there, Pollock was always there. A yeah. couple guys from Pakistan were always there. But if you look at it now, I mean, the rankings I have, I think, are slightly dated. But Rashid Khan, number one, is that true from Afghanistan? It's possible. I'm, I know he can hold the bat, so he can um, bat. Um, because he's surrounded by a whole bunch of proper all-rounders, man. Shakib Alassan, multi-World Cup veteran. Mohammed um, Hafiz, you know, been there, done that. Uh, Moeen Ali, very respectable. I mean, I'm yeah. frightened of his spin when it comes to South Africa, dude. He's, he's really picked us apart before at certain times. And not a mug with the bat either, dude. He can hold the middle order together if you really give him a chance. He can bat yeah. till the end. Um, Angelo Matthews, one of my favorite mm. players. I like him a lot. I think he has really, really good potential to be a legend one day. Uh, and Jason Holder, dude, uh, the, a physical mm -hmm. specimen. I mean, he can really, he bowls a, he bowls a powerful ball. Uh, he's not a mug with the bat either. So, yeah. And then uh, Zimbabwean showing up there, um, Sikander Raza. I mean, that's mm. good for them. Dude. They've got some talent coming through there. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, do you want to look at some of the some of the fixtures for the new year? I know that India versus Australia is happening at the moment, uh, with India being in Australia, but um, always controversy. Always controversy when India's been there. More of a tabloid thing it, than anything else. There is the the follow up series of uh, of Australia visiting India, but uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, India are gonna if if India is comfortably beating Australia as is in Australia, uh, I'm pretty sure they're gonna give them a real thumping uh, in India. Um, do you think that? Uh, do you think that? Uh, uh, the Australian press's tactic of trying to get into the opposition's minds has dulled down a bit ever since their team hasn't been doing so well? I don't know. I think they're all quite proud in that. So I don't think they'll be taking this very well. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty sure there's going to be some yeah, uh, heavy words uh, said uh, in, in the meetings going forward. Um, you know, especially to the captain and coaching staff and that. Um, but yeah, I think it will, you know, we'll have to see how that goes. Um, obviously at the moment there's Pakistan and South Africa. Um, uh, and it seems like there's also going to be, uh, India and uh, New Zealand for an ODI series. Um, and, uh, what are your thoughts on this current series in South Africa, man? Pretty low scoring affair. I mean, uh, scrappy, slightly scrappy, if you ask me. I think it's the wickets that have, uh, you know, have, are partly to blame. Um, I, I think that the, 
yeah, the South African wickets have probably yeah aren't as good as what they used to be, um, and I, I don't think they yeah holding that bounce. And if you if you look at some of I think it was in this, this previous test, um, the first day some of the balls were were skidding through already, mm, uh, and yeah, 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 under the knee roll kind of thing when it's pitched right back uh, short of a length. Um, and yeah, you don't want that to happen on day one of a, of a five-day test game. Um, but I also think Pakistan haven't had enough time to really adjust uh, to conditions in South Africa. I think they had a, yeah. a three-day warm-up game like the week or a few days before their first test. Uh, I can then, I can never remember Pakistan coming and winning a, a test series. I think they've always struggled with the bouncy wickets here. Yeah. Uh, that's what they, it looks like their boys will. But then again, our bowlers as well are just shockingly frightening at some points in time, like Dale Stain at your head, KG at your ribs. Uh, mm. Any batsman would suffer with that stuff, man. Yeah, I think South Africa at home is, is yeah a different beast. Um, they they generally are more f- yeah, fired up and a lot more uh, aggressive uh, in attack. Um, so yeah, it's very difficult to beat South Africa in South Africa. Um, but but I think there was yeah there's glimpses of like real really good showings from Pakistan. Um, like if it's you always look been at, that case though. It's always been that case, man. A very inconsistent team. Uh, super su- spectacular performances at one point in time, and just shocking. Perf- Didn't they lose in uh, 07? They lost to Ireland. Big debacle. Their coach died. I mean, you all can you make it more difficult on the team than that? Mm-hmm. Just complete. I mean, and, and then you had um, uh, um, uh, Shweb Akta and Bob Uma fighting, then Bob Uma dying. That's just like, that's going to traumatize a team, dude. That's no, going to like instill a sense of, of chaos within the team. And you've got Muhammad Amir back now. Uh, so after his uh, stint away from cricket for match fixing and that. Um, yeah. But he's come back pretty well. It seems like he hasn't lost really anything uh, even though he had quite a, a long break away from international yeah. cricket. Um, he's still keeping it up there, like 140, 145 uh, Ks an hour, which is impressive for someone that's you know, been a fast bowler for as long as yeah. he has. And he uh, wasn't quite known for his pace either. I mean, that's a new element he could add to his game. He was yeah. more known for his, I wouldn't say swing, I'd say more turn off the pitch, more line and length, more pressuring a batsman into a corner to make mm-hmm. a mistake. Uh, he also u- utilizes conditions superbly well. He changes up his bowling. He's got superb slower balls. Completely, guys. He got, got guys left wondering what's going on. And now he wants to add pace to that situation. Uh, oh, that's a dangerous situation. And he's still, he's relatively young still. He did the crime. He did the time. I mean, what more can you say? Did you have to just welcome him back and hope he doesn't uh, indulge in that nonsense? But yeah, it's... And then maybe we can look at some of the fixtures that I've just marked out in the World Cup itself. Yeah, dude. Um, um, what's your opinion on like no? Uh, 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 I think association teams, so they don't. It's like mostly main players. I think yeah, that's a bit unfair, dude, because we've seen association teams like they minnows, but they come. You know, they can catch yeah. you on your day off, dude. Yeah, I, I, I kind of think it, it, it's good in one sense and bad in another, um, because yeah, you kind of. Without those those, those lower-ranked teams uh, in the world, you kind of are shutting them out of the top tier of cricket, um, and they kind of don't get the chance to grow and develop against big nations. Even if you, they are losing 
uh, and that they're still learning from it. Um, yeah. Everyone and some people, some people say, can you call it a World Cup if you're not including them? Because I mean, you know, it, it's yeah. This kind of, I think one of the things uh, that ICC was looking at is having like a a World Cup for the the top eight, and then a World Cup for the next eight kind of thing. Um, so it's like a, a yeah. A, two-tier World Cup kind of thing. No, um, I think I think it's better to have World Cup qualifiers like the like how soccer does it and then have World Cup final finals where they have an event where, you know. Yeah, yeah I think that would be a, a, a good a, a good way to do it. Um, or alternatively, yeah, you, you can, yeah, you pretty much use the, yeah, the football World Cup kind of uh, framework and like have the, the qualifying of each continent, whatever, and then the top, yeah, uh, one or two teams from each continent get selected and go to yeah the World Cup kind of thing. Um, yeah, well, there's ten teams. There's ten teams. Yeah, I think that's a decent amount to call it a World Cup. Yeah, I think anything less than that, and it's kind of yeah, more of like just a a series. How come Zimbabwe is not in there? Uh, they aren't they ranked out of the top ten? Oh well, that sucks for them. Uh, Afghanistan replaced them. Uh, okay. So I think yeah, Afghanistan uh, replaced uh, them, and then there's obviously Bangladesh, which would be number nine generally uh, in the world. Um, so yeah, I think. But yeah, I, I think it's, it'll be still. It really just makes it the, the top of the top. So you, you only get to see the best cricket. Uh, so in that sense, it's good because you only seeing the best ten sides in the world play each other, and it's uh, a lot more even uh, before, yeah, even on on a on a sheet kind of thing. It's, it's you would prefer, yeah, if you had like England versus the fourteenth, fifteenth team in the world, uh, you kind of know England. Have, They've got ninety nine percent chance, so they're gonna thrash them. Um, yeah. But then you you kind of do lose that that one percent where you do have an Ireland upsetting them or the mm. likes. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what what the, the viewership in that is like um, and how the public um, you know their their perception on on the new structure. Um, well, it seems from public point of view yeah just on that is most if not all tickets have been yeah. sold already for the world yeah, cup sold um, out so i guess that's a benefit of hosting it in a secure you know country that's proven themselves in hosting major events yeah uh, uh, i think it's good because honestly speaking if that exact event was in south africa there'd be fixtures in there where there'd really be some patches of empty seats in the stands yeah uh, it just wouldn't so, be the same yeah, that's one one added bonus of hang, having a chair uh, in in England, um, and yeah, it seems like yeah that well, there's been quite a bit of an outcry of people saying that yeah they had ticket problems uh, where people were notified that they were awarded tickets uh, in the public ballots, um, but yeah, there was a mistake and actually yeah the company. Yeah, I didn't have the tickets, so oh, no. they had already sold all of them. Uh, so yeah, I think there was about four or five thousand people that were told they were going to get tickets that aren't going to get tickets. Um, do you so, think that's yeah, the that's, case? Or do you think that those tickets went to people who are going to resell them for a handsome fee? Well, I'm pretty sure that is happening. I've seen it uh, <laughs> online, uh, where tickets that are generally cost 
between uh, 40 and 60 pounds are going at nearly 200 pounds a ticket. Um, so yeah, it's yeah. I, I think they will have to crack down on, on people trying to do that because uh, I'm pretty sure uh, that's not allowed. Yeah, and uh, uh, which which fixtures stand out for you? Like just looking well, at initially, I was looking at it and think yeah, thinking that yeah, this is the top ten ranked sides in the world. Uh, so all of these fixtures are going to be pretty that's good true. and pretty intense, and uh, each one is going to yeah be important you you not can't lose any you got to go look to win every game you're in yeah. but um, as always as always in england uh, uh conditions are going to play a major a major part in what's going on so you're going to have to look at how those teams are strategically how experienced their captains are and how they performed recently when they came to england because if yeah. you can master those sort of conditions that's why england are so hard to beat in england they're just a master of the conditions they you can take them off for five hours for rain and they don't lose their intensity because they're just used to it yeah. just used to that sort of stuff i think obviously the first game you've got to look at it as england versus yeah, africa <laughs> um, so yeah that's going to be quite a crucial one for south africa um and likewise england um i think that'll determine yeah how far south africa goes yeah. uh, I'm but but Darren, if you look at it, I think in the last World Cup, South Africa proved that it's now about how we play more than about how we think. Uh, it's been more than 10 years since we've started using sports psychologists in our franchise teams and even in our national teams. So I think they've gotten over that hurdle. And we even saw in the last World Cup, we gave it our best shot. We didn't win. That's all we expect of them. That's why we don't say the C word anymore. Show yeah. us that and that's it. If you yeah. just keep doing it, you'll get there one day. Yeah, and I think it's... Yeah, especially in the last World Cup, I think yeah, there was so much hope, and we were getting we looked so so good that we were going to make the semi-finals. We always look good, and there's some World Cups we were just shut out to win, like some T20 World Cups as well. Just looked unstoppable, and then all of a sudden, you know, everything falls on its head. But then obviously there's some another big ones: India versus Pakistan, which is yeah going to be. Well, that's always a big one. That's always a big one, man. Especially in England because large populations of each country uh, live there and people who have descended from those populations also live there it's exciting yeah. though one of the biggest rivalries in sport so that's always exciting yeah. uh, and another one is probably in england versus india i think that's going to be quite a big determination on where they sit at the end um and i've also got india versus new zealand i think that will be quite a good game new zealand are, yeah slowly but surely um yeah Proving himself on the ODR platform, um, and I think they've got quite a strong, strong side. If you look at blocks of, you know, mm. Martin Guptill up the top with Kane Williamson. Yeah, um, Kane Williamson, very special player as well. And then your, your bowling attack with uh, the likes of Trent Bolton, that who will be yeah, so Trent effective Bolton. here um, in these conditions. Um, and you got some Southians. Swinging at a crazy angle, man. That guy is pretty scary in those conditions. Yeah, so I think that'll be quite, quite a quite a good game to watch and then maybe another one for South Africa South Africa versus, versus Australia um I think yeah it Australia has generally been South Africa's bogey team um for for some reason um so I think if we can get the win against them um it'll put us in a, in a good place um, I think the reason was that Australia has been really good in the previous World Cups I think that was actually the reason I I but on, in all honesty I think we choked in 07 uh, oh, I just said the C word, all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I did, 
uh, that caused me a lot of distress as a teenager. What happened in 07? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, it was quite bad. Um, but yeah, I think one of the sides to look out for in the World Cup itself is going to be Pakistan. I think they could be quite a dark horse. Um, I think Pakistan performed pretty well in England. I think it was in one of the T20 tournament where they reached the final versus India. Yeah, um, Pakistan will get a lot of good support as well in that country. They, if they just stick in their own bubble, they can sort of get like a home country feel going. Yeah, uh, that will give them a lot of spirit and a lot of fight going forward. Very enthusiastic fans as well. So a lot of people probably travel over, and of course, a lot of the immigrants that live there as well. I think that's good for them. They need they need that in a World Cup. So I think they yeah they're going to be ones to watch out for. I think you know they get or especially with Mickey Arthur as coach now. He's he's been there. He's done that. He's he's been to World Cups before. He, uh, he's he's quite quite a well known coach that's been around for quite a while. Uh, so he's he's established. Um, and I think he'll he'll know uh, what to expect coming into the World Cup. Um, as yeah, and if you've got some quite established players now in the Pakistan lineup. Um, if you look at the middle order and that um they've, they've been there for quite a while um azia ali is you know obviously he, he's quite quite a cornerstone uh play, player of that middle or you know lower middle order um and yeah you've got mohammed amir back uh and yeah. in those yeah. conditions that's that's going to be pretty scary he bowls yeah. very well so i think you know, they've got a pretty solid you think, side. You think that the English are going to give him a hard time when he goes there? Uh, I know they will. Um, <laughs> they'll, that's how they deflect uh, any of their anxieties away in that. It's just to go after the player in that. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure any any team that comes up against a, a fired-up uh, Mohamed Amir kind of thing, they're going to be worried. Um, uh, the, lack, the same goes for the Trent Bolts and... and uh, some of the other seamers and that uh, from the likes of India and SA and that, like yeah, dude, uh, I think that, and that and... dude, uh, uh, for this coming World Cup, I think it's going to be pretty hard to get past India. I think any team's going to struggle a lot, dude. Uh, I, I can't see their their top order failing more times than once. Um, if you if you look at even even Shikhar Dawan, a, a player that not a lot of people talk about, dude, he's also he, he's gained a lot of experience in the last few years. He's incredibly athletic in the field, and that's what you need in ODIs to to you know g the guys up when things are slow or something like that. You need those guys who can pull off spectacular catches, man runouts, you know, mm-hmm. tight catches under pressure, the ball coming from behind them, them running backwards, just those small moments, dude. And then you you pile on Sharma and 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 Kohli, and then you've got Jasper Bumrah who's going to keep it tight. He's also going to be dangerous in those conditions. If, if if a pitch is talking and turning, he's going to manage to somehow get that with his slower balls. He bowls, I think he bowls like a crazy leg spinner sort of, of slow ball. Just mad crazy sort of new innovative things you, you need to look out for. I think it's his first World Cup as well. Uh, but India, India are lucky, man. They managed to really harness the IPL, the amount of money that comes into their country, to really get specialists going. Their team consists of a lot of specialists within the ODI game. Guys who can close the innings off, uh, both batting and bowling. Guys who are specialist openers like Darwin. You know, things like that. So I think the IPL, they've harnessed that. South Africa's tried and failed miserably, miserably to try and, and and get their league going. So I think there's only place for one at the moment. And 
everyone just feeds off that one in terms of developing the youngsters. Mm. And you know, I, I, I think Joni is going to be playing the, in this World Cup as well, isn't he? Um, yeah, but so. but where's the motivation for the guy, dude? He's, I mean, he, let's just say that he he ended the World Cup off with a six. I mean, like what? You know, you can't you can't even write that, man. That just that's some sort of okay. So you burn the guy's house down a few years earlier, and he comes and he wins the World Cup with a six. That's a turnaround, man. That shows yeah. some sort of steel in that guy's pants. That's something else. And then, yeah, moving on a bit is with the predictions of for the World Cup. Uh, I read a little article, um, and it's was well, uh, NASA Hussein and Robert Key and Atherton and the likes, um, and they all select England. Um, Obviously, of course uh, they do. Of course they do. Um, but I also feel that yeah, you know, England are probably the favourites at the moment um, to win it, especially it being here in England and yeah, you know, the current rankings and, and the side that they have. Um, I'm pretty sure they are the, the team to beat. Um, Home advantage yeah. is, uh, plays a major factor in World Cups. We've seen it before. Yeah, We've seen it multiple times before. But I think yeah, the. Probably the top four ranked sides are probably going to be the ones that make the semi-finals, barring uh, Pakistan. I, yeah, I, I just don't know who's going to be the the, the unlucky side not to make it. Um, I, I think New Zealand or SA might be at risk. Um, yeah, I also think so. I think South Africa, yes, they have had success in England, but the, I think the current, which we'll get onto now, the current strength of the South African side is a little bit of a concern. Uh, we're not coming in with so much star power as we used to. We've also had a bit of Australia syndrome in terms of re people retiring and people ending their careers and stuff. Yeah, I think. Yeah, so I think I think England and India will definitely make the semi-finals. They they probably the the top two teams that are probably going to be the ones that are most likely to make the final. Uh, we'll have to just see. Uh, but yeah, the next. The three and four sides are, are the ones at risk. Um, I'm not yeah, too sure who's going to make them up. Uh, but you're lucky to Sri Lanka's always a dark horse team, always have been, appeared in numerous finals, just haven't clinched it yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you were saying, the SA side is also, I think, going yeah. through a phase I've of got, new I've players. Got some, like, uh, I've got like a, a 15 man roster here that I think is a good blend for South Africa. If it, okay, if it let's go through much it. Barring one or two players, I wouldn't be too shocked. Hashim Amla, number one, I think that's a shoe. In his last World Cup, I think that's slightly added pressure on him to, you know. Well, his form at the moment isn't the greatest, so <laughs> I, I hope he gets the form by, yeah. by May. Um, if he just plays his average, which I think is in the high 40s, close to 50 in ODIs, he'd manage. I mean, just, just a quick thing on Amla, the, where the guy comes from, he was considered a test player and a test player only, and look where he is now. So that's just mm -hmm. incredible. I think number two, Quinton de Kock, uh, probably future leader of South African cricket, mm -hmm. a special player. What was it, 300s in a row against India? That I've never seen crazy things like that before. Um, Faf Duplessis, I think, is our captain going in yeah. for the World Cup. Yeah. Uh, JP Duhamini, uh, mixed thoughts on him, but the experience yeah. you can't you can't buy experience, so we need him there. Yeah, probably. Uh, uh, the next guy I have in uh, Aiden Markram, I think, is a very good player for South Africa. We need him for yeah, sure. He's, he's got a lot of uh, lot of force, a lot lot of power as a opening batsman. Uh, yeah, a bit of hometown flavor for us. A Miller time, of course. David Miller, <laughs> we need him there. Yeah. X Factor player can win you a match at any point in time. Uh, David Visa, I think, is also recently has shown. 
he he's a good asset. Uh, KG as our bowler. Yeah, I think Flander. Flander still has a lot yeah. to offer. Yeah, he, uh, although we'll he, he's, he's, he's slowed down a bit. <laughs> he has, yeah, he has slowed down a bit. We'll come back to KG in a second. Uh, he's a very important player for us. Uh, Dale Stain's last World Cup as well. Uh, a spectacular person, not even a player, a spectacular person. I mean, broken shoulder. I mean, I remember watching that match early hours of the morning. They were like, that might be the last ball you ever see Dale Stain bowl, blah, blah, blah. I mean, get out of here, man. The guy's back, fired up, causing all kinds of havoc at the moment. He's just got a four-wicket haul against Pakistan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next, I think, uh, also another X-Factor player, uh, Pakistan-born uh, Imran Tahir. I think he also, he can... But I think he can leak runs at times. He's more of an attacking leg spinner. He either gets it right or gets it horribly wrong. Yeah, but we, we love the passion from him. We love it, uh, the character he has. Um, I think our best shot at having an, a, a proper spinner, probably Tabria Shamsi. I think he's a, a decent enough guy. Uh, lacks slightly on the athleticism side, but you know you can't have it all in cricket. Um, <laughs> yeah. Andile uh, Peflakwayo, a pretty good uh, all-rounder, very solid. Uh, Chris Morris, uh, slightly underrated at times what he brings to the table, but I think an excellent player. And number 15, it's a little bit controversial, but uh, Behadin. I think he seawards yeah. some of the time when it, when it counts, but yeah. But um, he's also, he's, he's proven himself as well in some yeah. circumstances where he's actually won games for us or, or, or saved games for us. That is true, so. that is true. Uh, but you see, the thing about him is every time he comes to, he comes into the national squad and he does something bad, they put him back in franchise and he demolishes everyone. Yeah. So they kind of have learned to just keep him up there now. And I think he's, he's quite a pivotal low-order batsman for us. I think he brings a lot in that. Thing. I, yeah, he'll he'll hold the lower order together, kind of thing. If he's out there, um, mm -hmm. and he can really, yeah, with the likes of him and David Miller combined, can really yeah. take the game away from someone. Can, um, can you can you imagine the nerves if it's like a knockout match and JP Dumini and Fahad Bahadina at the crease and they are last two batsmen? I promise you, right now I'm blacking out right there, right then and there. I'm blacking out. Yeah, it's, it'll. It, yeah, I think that's probably as close a team list as, as we can guess at the moment. You think um, there's anyone that I've like forgotten about, just had a complete brain fart over and forgotten? I, I can't think of anyone at the moment that stands out. Um, you, think, I, you think Bavuma is showing his recent, you know, he's really gutsy, man. Do you think there's a place for him in the squad? Supremely athletic as well. Best yeah, run out definitely. of full time. In terms of some Australian uh, commentators, best run out of all time. You need that in your ODI squad for sure. Yeah, I think yeah, his fielding that speaks for itself. He's like a supreme athlete, uh, and his, his batting, his his stroke play, and that is 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 really impressive, especially for someone that's yeah, obviously with his his heart in that. Um, yeah, that's well, well, before he came onto the national scene, was raised as a concern. Um, yeah, um, unfairly so. Unfairly so. I think Tenduka broke all those molds, but yeah. yes, yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, but I think, yeah, he's he's proved all his critics wrong. Um, and I, I think he's a extremely good stroke player and uh, definitely could could fill a, a nice spot in, in the middle order. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely would like to see him there. Um, uh, there's also obviously uh, now all of fear that's been selected on the test side for yeah, South Africa yeah. and that's really done well. Um, so that's another 
another person to look at. Um, but yeah, I, I think it, they, South Africa's got quite a you know, big pool of players that they can look at. Um, that's what South Africa, I think, is definitely looking up at England in terms of who's favourites to get there. Uh, if we look back, I think the last competitive uh, uh, tournament South Africa played was uh, the T20 World Cup that they had in England, or was there like a Champions Trophy or something after that that I'm not thinking of? No, I think you're correct. So, yeah, we saw South Africa seaward in that pretty bad. Um, so, yeah, they sort of have to put that behind them and just go off World Cup form then. Um, yeah. They've proven themselves that they can play in England, but then again, in those same in those same Bastille d'Olivier series, the ODI series that accompanied it wasn't too grand in my memory. I think we just, I don't think we want any of those. So they have to overcome a bit of history there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just for some of the other players that we sh should mention, I think there's also like Reza Hendricks. Um, so yeah, I think he had a had a short stint in the squad in the last ODI series and that. Um, yeah, was he impressive? I think he's a hit and miss kind of player. Some days he's good, some days he's not. Um, and there's also Heinrich Klaassen, which would be a, a backup yes, wicketkeeper yes. batsman. Uh, for I think you have to have one of those, eh? Yeah, definitely going because into a World besides, Cup. Uh, besides the cock, I don't think anyone else can keep wicket in the team besides yeah. him. And then also, there's also the likes of uh, Lungin Gidi, uh, another course, young yeah. pace bowler. Uh, and uh, Willem Mulder, um, which yeah. is a very young uh, all-rounder. Yeah. Um, I think those guys you're mentioning now, I think there's a 25-man squad that goes, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. So I think those guys will probably fill up those remaining spaces. Yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, I think those are also other players that are, there's some probably some more junior players that um, we, you know, we don't see often that will also go along. Um, but they they have they could be quite pivotal in games um, and, and yeah uh, there's also got to remember that there's also yeah South Africa will be playing the likes of the Bangladeshs the yeah the Afghanistan's and that the teams that yeah they can cause upsets and so yeah you've got to have a really good squad that's going to be able to perform every game yeah dude so. Uh, any other major points you want to go over before we get your your golden prediction for what's going to happen? No, I think that's, yeah, I've also we, we've covered it. I've also yeah, I think. I want. Okay, so to wrap it up, then, Will's. Who do you think is going to win? We'll just put it like. I'll that. be honest with you, man. South Africa is taking this one, dude. Um, in all honesty, okay, that's not a big prediction. That's that's my prediction. In all honesty, I think South Africa. I think. I think now we now go to World Cups playing cricket and when South Africa does that, they have a real chance, dude. Because there's one thing, excluding cricket, but in terms of the other sports, there's one thing you must never do is counter South African out, regardless of what the situation is. We saw it in 4-3-8. We've seen it in other sports numerous times before. Uh, we have a lot of prowess. We've won World Cups in rugby. You know, we are very, we are very proud sporting nation. I think that, I think that it's time for guys like, Quinton de Kock and them to really show. I think it's time for Hashim Amla to show that 50 average. You know, if they just play the way they're meant to, I think we are shooing for the final. Our first final, if I'm not mistaken, which is kind of shocking, but yeah. I think so. Okay, let me put it this way. South Africa in the final. That's my prediction. Okay, well then... Who's joining them there, Darren? Who's joining them? Okay, well, yeah. Uh, 
I'm split a bit um, at the moment. Uh, uh, either India or Pakistan say um, I'm going to be there. Um, you, th- you think so, that England, you think that the press and the people are going to get to them too much and something weird is going to happen? Yeah, Some Duckworth Lewis tragedy that's finally going to affect them for introducing them. I think they'll choke. Uh, probably one of the crucial games, they'll probably choke and then they'll yeah slip out uh, from there. Um, but they, they might even choke in the semi-finals. Um, um, England have had... Aren't you scared to go outside after saying all this nonsense? I, I'm at least considering my safety here by saying we're going to get to the final. I can go out comfortably. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's my honest opinion. So, yeah. Um, but yeah I I definitely think it's going to be India or Pakistan in the final so so if it's South Africa versus one of those two it'll still be a good final Uh, I think it will man but in in honesty I think you have to get to a few finals before you can honestly start to say you're going to win the World Cup so for now let's be reasonable let's say South Africa needs to get to their first final yeah okay I'll I'll be happy with that even if they don't win if they just get to the final I'll be happy with it in all honesty, dude, I'll be happy with the semi-final and top four. Let's go, dude. Give us a chance there. Okay, yo, uh, I think we should we should make the semi-final. I also so. think, dude, in all honesty, dude, if you're being strictly numbers and strictly like logic, I think we are in the top four. After that, I think it's a far more mental game and a little bit of luck. Like it mustn't rain and nonsense like that. Yeah, well, generally this past summer and that in, in the UK has been pretty good. Um, Darren, don't you dare try and say it's not going to rain all the damn time. Don't you dare even try and suggest that. There's no history well, you can go off. You're going there, off there to was, There was very little rain in this past summer. A very hot, hot summer. Um, dry, dry, no, that's two, three awesome months. Then. Hopefully much of the same for the World Cup. That'll be awesome. Yeah. Hopefully but don't it, you think England need to invest in a dome sort of situation somewhere? Um, they probably should, uh, but I think it's mainly for their county cricket, and I, I don't know if that brings enough income to warrant having a, yeah. an indoor centre. Um, what about I know like, most... like in Durban, Moses Mabida, which is a square pitch, they managed to convert that for a game. What about if they had it in Wembley? I think Wembley closes, right? I mean, the final, so at least say, right, the final doesn't get rained out. Wembley doesn't close? No, it doesn't close. Um, oh, no, right. Yeah. Uh, I think the infrastructure. Well, what about the one costs, in Wales, the rugby stadium in Wales? That one closes, right? Millennium. Yes, that that yeah, Millennium Stadium in Wales. That that definitely does close. Um, because I mean, for terrain in the final would just be horrible, dude. Yeah, but I, I do think they have like yeah an extra day or two kind of thing put aside if if they need it. Uh, but it kind of does take away from the from the event. Um, I think you'd be lying if you said it's you're saying it's not going to rain, man. Come on, it's England. It, it's it, gonna it rain. will rain. It will rain. It's just when it does and how much rain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if it's going to rain for like an hour, uh, that's fine. It's not going to, yeah, a game can still go on kind of thing. It's not going to affect it. It might affect the flow a bit, but it, it, the game will still be able to go on. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't think it, there's going to be huge spills of three days of rain kind of thing. All right, cool, man. That was awesome. Yeah, I think we'll end it there. I think that's a good place to end our second podcast. Please look out for us on our different social media links. Until next time, cheers.